Welcome back to the Always Aggressive Podcast. I'm Corey Palm with head coach Tony Ursland. Tanner Lipset. Uh, guys, we got a lot of a lot of ground to cover. Uh, a long way to go in a short time to get there, as Jerry Reed used to sing about, uh, Smokey and the Bandit reference for I know a couple of guys on this pod who are old enough to remember Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah. Um, guys have thanks for the reminder. Man, love it. I know it. he's old, but why you gotta why you gotta let me into this? Because because you're as old as I am. <laughs> And I'm old, brother. So uh, uh, welcome back. It, it, it's good to be back. With, like I said, uh, let's go ahead and start, Coach, with uh, with all the way back last year, Midlands, the Midlands Championships. Last um, year, I, so long ago. So long ago. I mean, it, yes, absolutely. Uh, it feels like we've gone so far since then. Um, yep. You guys took a took a a smaller roster, not a full not a full lineup up. Uh, to the Chicagoland area and uh, competed well, I think. Yeah, uh, made a change um, a little different than past years where we didn't have our varsity lineup out competing right after Christmas. You know, I don't know, pretty much maybe my entire career we've done Midlands and or Scuffle, right? We did Scuffle last year and had great success there. Um, and this year, just decided to take a different approach, especially going into the Big Ten uh, season, right? And which is we're going to preview Rutgers here in a little bit. So, yeah, made the decision to keep the starters at home. We trained, got a really good training cycle in, was really happy with what happened there. Uh, and then sent, uh, I think it was 11, uh, complement of red shirts. Um, and then also, um, you know, backups, guys that are kind of number two, three, maybe on the depth chart, and even had a signee, uh, Christopher Coates, who competed up there, too. And and as always, you have mixed results. But but for that group, which, like I said, included high school kids, uh, uh, you know, red shirts and guys not competing as much, uh, you know, behind starters, it, results were, were solid, mixed, albeit. But, man, we had three guys, I think, uh, wrestling on day two out of that group that were in the blood round with Hayden Filipovich making it through and, and really Hayden was kind of just bolstered by the fact that he had a, had a win over. It's funny. We're going to talk about Rutgers in their lineup had a really strong win over a, a Rutgers opponent who was ranked top eight, I think top eight at the time, you know, in division one at 184 pounds. So he really had a, a quality win there and then de- demonstrated some consistency coming through, through the bracket to place. So I mean, that's the quick and dirty. Um, you know, we can go wherever you want from there. But it was nice to see these guys in a, in a high-level tournament against quality opposition have some success and be tested. You know, I think, you know, the Midlands are a little different because, again, the quality of competition is uh, higher. Sometimes they're going to these open tournaments and you're not seeing as deep a competition or as deep of a bracket as what they saw at Midlands. So it was a really good way to measure – you know, where these guys are at, you know, uh, skill-wise, especially the young kids and their progression. So that's what I appreciated about it. Even where there were some tough losses, we got to see them against some great competition so we know where, where to go and what to fix with these young kids in the future. Um, I think, uh, you know, you brought up Phil, so let's let's start there. Um, an eighth-place finish at 184 pounds. Um, you know, Hayden's a kid who – you know, started for us last year at 197, um, you know, kind of by default with, you know, uh, with the way the roster shifted and some injuries and whatnot. And, um, you know, really stepped up for us last year as a freshman, uh, drops a weight this year, has some injuries and stuff in the preseason, kept them out of wrestle offs, kept them, you know, out of some early season action. Um, so this was, you know, 
kind of a coming out party for him in the sense of like this was his first like full strength visit at 184 and he showed out yeah he you mentioned kind of the injuries right that's been off and on this first semester for him so it was really nice again to see the jumps he's made. I mean, like injured through wrestle off. So we didn't get to see him there. Came back on short rest, wrestled at Clarion, hurt again, you know, came back from that. And, and really on kind of, you know, not as much training as you would want, came back and re looked really good uh, at, at Midland. So, yeah, I, I like where he's going. Um, and he and I talked after the tournament, as you do, I, I think him going down in weight, and he was kind of shoved into the lineup at 97 once we had some injuries last year. Obviously, Thomas Panola, who had been, you know, just a, a mainstay for us for years, you know, and then Hayden's kind of shoved into that role on short notice. So we really, you know, had to evaluate what was his best weight and made the decision to come down. And it's nice to see a kid with the discipline required to bring it down and control his weight the way he's had to and then to have success. I mean, that's that's rewarding, right? You like to see that hard work kind of pay off with some wins and some some recognition. And so, yeah, that was, I think, important uh, in my eyes that Phil had success at a weight where we think he's better. And that, and that continues to show up. Um, his big win for the tournament took out the number two seed, Brian Soldano of Rutgers, um, you know, a guy who's had a lot of success. Uh, unbelievable match, you know. Phil, uh, <clears throat> ahead, behind, ahead, behind, review, review, um, you know, ends up, Soldano gets out and goes ahead by a point with, what, 20 seconds left? Yeah. And Phil yep. manages to uh, bull his way into a, an underhook, gets the body lock, and and finishes off the match with the, the takedown and a few swipes. Um, just, you know, a showing of almost pure will from, from Hayden. Yeah, when you, you give up that escape at the end, um, you know, and there's just so little time left. He had no choice. He, he it started off as a double leg. Like he shot a double leg, but because he didn't have time, you know, uh, he I mean, he just progressed up the body into the body lock, had a bear hug finish and bear hugged him to his back. I mean, it was great, you know, like to see a kid pull the trigger, miss the first attack and then continue to wrestle through chain wrestle for everybody out there you know, attacks two and three and, and to get the finish, you know, with near fall right at the end before the buzzer was awesome. You know, it just shows what he's capable of when he's not thinking and just wrestling and reacting. And that's something that we've been working with Phil to kind of, hey, you know, not be so A to B in his wrestling, but let things flow and flurry. So, and, and Soldano is the kind of guy that he will do that. He'll, he'll roll you through and put you in many different positions and give you different looks. So I thought Phil handled that really well against a tricky wrestler. Um, Phil goes on, uh, lost in the quarterfinals finals to, uh, Max, Max Hale from Penn, who ended up winning the whole thing, um, gets to the backside, uh, wins in the blood round over Nathan Haas, a Cal Baptist, you know, a guy who was a, a prize recruit, went to Nebraska, transferred to Cal Baptist, um, you know, standout wrestler. And then, uh, you know, lost to uh, a couple guys down the stretch, but still overall, um, a really good showing from him. Uh, yeah, there's no doubt. Like I said, to you know, it's a deeper field into place and to wrestle the number of quality opponents in a row that he did, and and not just have success in wins. Like if you watch his matches, I mean, he was finding ways to score consistently, which is a big deal. Like I said, just to be in a in a field with quality competition and now find 
How can you be successful? How can you score? Where are your points going to come from? I was really happy. You know, you could see the things Phil had been working on and they were showing up in his matches. And so I'm just really excited for him. And I know he's excited uh, now about what he's capable of. We just, he was just in the other day talking about his goals with me. And, and uh, you know, I like, I like where his head's at. He's setting the bar high. Um, but he's the kind of kid he's he's willing to do the work and have the discipline required. So yeah, I like where he's at and, and um, what that's done for him. I guess. A couple more guys in the blood round with Phil made it to the second day. Um, Christian White at 141 pounds, one uh, you know one win shy of the podium, and uh, Ashton Jackson at 125, another guy one shy win of the podium. Um, Pretty good days for both of those guys. Yeah, and they did it uh, each a little different. I mean, Christian really had to come through a lot of matches on the backside. I mean, you know, he, he lost in the blood round, as you said, but was he four and two? He might have wrestled six matches. That sounds right. You know, six matches in the two days and just came one one match short, one round short of placing. So, I mean, he really had to kind of be a warrior on the backside, was happy to see his fight and his struggle that that's required when you have to make a deep run from the, the constellation bracket and had uh, another good quality win. Uh, and, and I apologize. I don't have the bracket for me, but it might've been a Vasquez kid from, from Princeton. Yeah, there you go. I mean, another quality opponent, right. And that is just one of many, you know, when, when you're four and two on your weekend and you're right there to place that beat a very quality kid, and showed a lot of heart to do it. Like I said, there's a lot of matches that come up quickly. So that was the one thing that stuck in my head with, with Christian in regards to that tournament. He did. He showed showed skill, right, in terms of beating some quality people. But th there's a lot of matches that are wrestled, you know, bang, 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 back to back to back. And and it shows kind of where you're at in terms of your fight and your grit. And and so uh, was happy with the, kind of the grit he showed wrestling hard and a lot of matches on the backside. Um, Ashton Jackson, you said, took a different path. Um, yeah. So huge, huge start to the tournament for Ashton as he goes out and uh, upsets the top seed. And at the time, I think he was ranked second or third in the country, Richie Figueroa, Arizona State. Um, Ashton went out, got the first takedown. Um, Figueroa took injury time. Um, you know, he recovers, restarts. Ashton goes out, takes him down again. And, uh, yeah. You know, was leading 6-1 when Figueroa decided to default. Um, you know, he continued on, packaged that with another win over uh, Caden Chinever of uh, Central Michigan to get to the, the quarterfinals um, before he uh, before he was knocked to the backside. Right. Yep, lost in the blood round. I, You know, I think the thing there, right, I mean, obviously uh, he won against a really high-quality opponent. I mean, Figueroa was ranked as high as number one at one time. Um, but – you know, he went out there and he went after Figueroa. I mean, the fact that he obviously he got hurt and couldn't finish the match. But just from a mentality standpoint, he didn't go out. He didn't take a back seat. He didn't back up. He wasn't trying. I mean, he got in there and he scrapped hard and we he created two good situations for himself on those takedowns. So just like just from a mentality standpoint, you're watching to see how your red shirt goes out and handles a really good opponent. And I just like the fact that Ashton went out and he went after him. You know what I mean? And yes, you know, he, I think it was his ankle that he got a little dinged up, but again, got the first takedown on the scramble, came back after the injury time and went right back after, him. you know, wanted to see 
how bad Figueroa wanted it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, you know, how hard do you want to wrestle right now? So I think that was the positive for me, even though he caught it, you know, kind of on a medical default situation. I like the attitude of our young kid going out and getting after people and, and not backing up and giving respect just to a number from a ranking standpoint. I think the other positive for him too, if you look at the Chinovar match, uh, was down late and uh, and had to go after it and had a little bit of late match heroics, um, you know, hitting a bit of a headlock, you know, uh, late in the match for near fall. Wasn't, wasn't a bit of a headlock. It, it was it was a yeah, legit headlock. Off, you know, I mean, you know, that's fair. Absolutely. Got to take it from our headlock expert. Right. What's that, Corey? Got to take it from our headlock expert. That, <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. I got to defer to Tanner. At, that is at you know, normally I would be like, wait, 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 hold on, Tanner, a second. I'm not sure you know what you're talking about. We're in our we're in my realm of expertise here. You are right. Tanner, if everybody who are new to the show don't know, Tanner is our headlock specialist. He's got a business card that even says headlock special. There you go. Yeah. Tanner lips it, headlock special technician. Technician, please. Headlock technician. So you're right, Tanner. I defer to you. We let it rest there. It's it's done. It was a hell of a headlock. And, uh, you know, but again, a kid with no backup, no, no say die, you know, it was late in that match and he's still going after he need to make something happen. Much like Phil hitting the body lock. Uh, my man was out there throwing headlocks from left field and, and trying to, trying to, you know, he's going to go down swinging, you know, if you will, and, and, and made it happen for himself. So yeah, a couple of really positive situations that he can, um, that he can draw from in terms of, you know, how he created scoring opportunities for himself. That's always big for young people. When you're new to college, you're trying to figure out how can I be successful? And then even on the backside, he gave up, a, I think it was a takedown and near fall when he lost in the blood round. And, and so he, he's going to learn a hard lesson there, some heartache about, hey, you can be out of a match pretty quick if you're not ready to go. And then that was kind of my my sense of his blood round match where, you know, the guy got the takedown, you know, and turned him right away. And then that just that guy was able to just kind of coast. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, again, another lesson to be learned where he had two very positive situations for him. And then, hey, here's another one. Like, hey, I got to be ready to go. Uh, I, I wasn't on my toes and ready to go out and dictate like I should um, in the blood round match. So, again, a good learning ex- uh, experience for Ashton. I thought, uh, you know, I thought that was the, the my favorite thing about both those guys was the fact that they did not, you know, they came out and they had those two situations where, they, they didn't go down easy. They were like, hey, you know, I might lose this match, but I'm going to throw the kitchen sink at this guy and uh, see what I can make happen. And they both came out, like you said, with a really positive experience. Man, and that's what you spend all your time trying to convince kids, right? Like, you know, it's worth your risk to be aggressive. You know, you don't want to be careless, right? But, man, to be aggressive is, is how you train. That's why you train to be in shape and, and wrestle your game plan. So, again, hopefully that's what these young guys are figuring out is how they can be successful against high-end competition uh two more guys just shy of the blood round if we're gonna go we'll go a little deeper into this uh both ike ruble and uh you know pulling out the recruiting a little bit um christopher coates 24 signee um was was one win shy of the blood round as well um both guys doing some solid work on the back side of the bracket yeah there's there's no doubt um you know, Ike uh, is always, he always fights. He shows up, he competes hard. Uh, and then I say almost, I shouldn't say almost always. I was really upset with his match that he, he got knocked out. He's very passive. Yeah. I, I can't let you off the hook, Ike. I'm sorry. You know, uh, I'm talking to Ike right now because I was, I was upset with him. But he, 
I can be aggressive and wrestle with an edge that we love. He can be a little raw in certain positions, but I like how he competes in general. I think his one loss was to Jacory Teamer, who obviously top four All-American here in the past and, and really tough competitor. He, he, I thought he competed pretty well against Jacory. Just needed to be a little bit more creative in his attacks to, to put more pressure on him. But I thought he competed well against a, a quality comp, you know, competition. Um, you know, a guy hopefully learned how to move his feet. He got low single. He, he got beat on one position a couple of times, which knocked him out of the tournament. And maybe that's the biggest thing for him is he let his feet fall asleep on him and he got beat on one position, but it happened like three times. Yeah. And then he's out of the match and he's, and he's, he's, you know, he's watching the rest of the tournament. So again, hopefully that was useful for, for, um, for Ike, because I do, I love how he competes and his influence in the room. He works hard. He flies around. He gets after people. Um, he's just, he's just got to kind of understand, like, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta take care of your position. Cause if you fall asleep, a guy's going to take advantage of it until you do. Um, Christopher Coates, um, you know, uh, I think represented himself solidly. Um, uh, I think what I'll explain to people why uh, I get, you know, with, with Christopher is cause I think he's capable of so much. I think people will really love, what Christopher is capable of when they see him uh, in a Purdue singlet. Uh, but, you know, we, he's got to be more consistent and, and showing that off. Like uh, you, we got to see it on a loop. So he, yes, he was two and two had a really good win early. Would he draw into maybe a Michigan uh, red shirt? Uh, as uh, yeah. Well. Dylan had a nice overtime win there. Um, but I guess where I'm at again with Christopher is capable of so much. And, you know, he's in high school. You know what I mean? But he's out there competing. So, you know, he's got a long ways to go and things to learn. But I just think, you know, two and two, he's still better than that. And that's what I want him to know is he's, you know, being good's not got an, you know, an age limit. You know what I mean? Their only limitations are the ones you put on yourself. And that's what I want him to be aware of because I think people will really like what he brings to the table. It's just, man, we want to see it all the time. You know, I'm kind of greedy that way. Let's Let's see it all the time. And I think he's learning that he's got to be more consistent in what he does, but a, a good start, solid start for a high school kid in, in a, in a nice college open. Um, we'll switch channels here a little bit. Uh, the rest of the team uh, hung back in, in tropical West Lafayette over the break and uh, got their <laughs> first taste of action on uh, last Wednesday, a week ago um, against visiting Lindenwood uh, over across the way in Holloway gymnasium. And it was a uh, it was a crazy day. Yeah, no, great day. I mean, obviously, we took extra time to train uh, coming back off a of break. And um, I thought for the majority, the, the guys looked sharp. Um, I will say one thing about it. You know, you do a midday or a midweek duel in the middle of the day. Um, you're not always sure crowd wise what you can get. So we decided to run the little kids uh, tournament or duel before, um, you know, we had uh, Obviously, Zionsville with the Welches. Uh, shout out to Chad and Doug Welch, who competed and wrestled here at Purdue. A lot of people know who those guys are, had, had good careers here. And then Logan Brown, a little bit older, wasn't here when during my time, but know who Logan was. A great competitor, runs uh, runs a kids club here, Hammer Down Wrestling Academy. So great event to have those guys here, both with Purdue ties, running that little kids duel. Nice crowd, you know, for, like I said, for, for a, a, a midday, midweek duel, um, you know, it was nice. It, it worked. We wanted more people in the, uh, the stands and it, and it 
it worked well. So happy with the attendance uh, in the environment that we had. And then the guys, the guys wrestled pretty well. Uh, I think, you know, obviously Lennon Woods a little overmatched as they're making the transition to D they were making the transition to D one. Um, but you know, our guys went out and did what they were supposed to do, you know, for, for, for the majority, you know, I thought nine guys went out and really got after people the way they should and showed off the skill sets that they have, you know, so that, that was good. It was, it served its purpose in, in my opinion, as we get ready to kind of make a stretch run into a lot of good competition week after week. Um, I don't think we could say enough about the, uh, the kids event that we had beforehand mm -hmm. um, watching the, the kids and the parents and the coaches and how excited everybody was and all the pictures they took and all the, you know, it was, um, it was pretty awesome to see what, you know, joy, a, a small gesture from, you know, from you in, in working that out with, uh, with the Welches and Logan and getting them in here and, and whatnot. Um, I thought that was just awesome. And then to have them all, you know, stick around to, to cheer on, to cheer on the boilers for the, for the day, I thought was, um, like you said, for a midweek duel, I don't think you could have asked for anything more um, in regards to attendance and, uh, and, and uh, kind of the, the environment that they brought to, to Holloway. Yep. No, absolutely. Uh, you know, once again, just kind of worth saying it was a great event. Appreciate uh, the Welches and, and Logan's uh, hard work on this. And from what I understand, everything ran smooth. Obviously, we're down running weigh-ins, getting our team ready to go. Yeah. But we've got a lot of positive comments from, from parents and kids and, and other people alike. So I think it went off really well. It's something we'll do in the future. You know, we'll, we'll continue to do that uh, because it was such a positive thing again during a slow time, right? It's, there's no student students here on campus yet. It's, it's just a slow time of year. So uh, you, you do different things to manufacture a crowd and an environment and it worked out. So yeah, uh, kudos to everybody involved on that. And like I said, the, the duel, you know, it was just the, the guys did what they were supposed to do. They should have been dominant in that situation. And they were for the record. Um, it was great to see the Welch brothers. I still don't know which is which. Uh, <laughs> and and I'll, I'll flat out. Hey, Doug's that. missing a tooth. How can you not know which one is which? Yeah, it's, it's been too long. It's been too long. It's great to see those guys. It's, it's fun <laughs> yep. to see them on the other side. You know, anytime you see uh, former student athletes now going through the 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 pain and, and stress of coaching it's a lot of fun to, to watch that shoe be on the other foot, even yeah. if it's little kids, you know? Yeah. And, and all three of those guys are doing it for the right reason, right? Like you just mentioned like this, the stress, the strain of coaching, there's a lot of hours. Yep. You're not getting paid a lot. Right. You know, but you, you love the sport. Those guys do like, they love the sport. They're doing it for the right reasons. Kids are having uh, good experiences. They're learning a lot. They're working hard. Right. I mean, it's all done for the right reasons. So uh, yeah, I appreciate what those guys are doing. The, the difference now, though, with the Welches, but you see, they they all got they both got hair now. You know, when they were here competing for us, uh, one fifty seven and one sixty five, they were they were bald. Yeah. But man, they they got yeah, they're Tanner repping. They, they they got hair and goatees now, so that is a different look. Um, you know, and then they've been that way a while, but it's just funny to me because I I'll always remember them. You know, they're they're bald heads when they're training and competing, and now they're walking around with full head of hair and goatees. So that's kind of funny too. Uh, as to the competition on the mat, uh, Tony, I know you, you, you've said it, you said it a couple of times now, you, you know, 
the guys, it's no slight to Lindenwood. They were overmatched that day. Um, yep. That being said, you know, it's one thing to know you're better than your competition. It's another thing to go and actually take care of it. It was five tech falls. It was, yep. uh, uh, sorry, four tech falls, four falls and a forfeit. I mean, the the falls went 136, 124, 154, like three falls under two minutes each. I mean, thank yeah. goodness it was it was the fastest duel I've ever seen. Even with the ten yeah. minute intermission, it was it was an hour, less than an hour. And yeah. that's just it is true dominance. And I mean, that's what the situation called for. But your guys, they went out and delivered. They scored points in bunches. They they got in control and ended the thing rather yeah. than you know playing with their food a little bit. I mean, there's there's yeah, no. And I would agree with that, Corey. I mean, that's that's what you want to see, right? I mean, you 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 don't want to see your guys sink, yeah. you know, in terms of their performance, you know, and be sluggish or lackadaisical or not interested, right? I mean, there's you know, this is the time of year, you, you know, the next event you're into, uh, you know, Big Ten competition. So this is when you, I mean, you got to be sharp, you got to be, you got to have your weight under control, you got to be in shape, you got to understand you know, technically how you want to execute your match. And then you got to go do it. Like you said, like you got to have all of those things in order. And then when you put your foot on the line, you got to be totally committed to executing that and performing. And our guys were. So, yep. you know, that, that was, that was, uh, like I said, it was a really a positive thing to see them be very aggressive and go after their points. Now the thing is, and the, what we talked about is that has to stay the same. The mentality doesn't change. The goals don't change. They put different people in front of you, but that all stays the same. Yep. Because you're capable of it, we saw it. Now we we want to see it consistently. So that's the thing, um, is you know enjoying, you know that opportunity to compete, and now saying, hey, this is what I'm capable of. This is my best. Hold yourself to those standards as you move forward. I mean, Stony Stony Buell Tech followed his kid in 220. It looked like a freestyle match. It was <laughs> yeah. take down, flip, flip, flip over. Uh, you know that was that was fantastic. Uh, yeah, and, and, and Stony right, he's got the skill set. Where he's got the top, you know what I mean? Like some of our guys don't don't have necessarily top that you're gonna see match to match as much. Stoney's that guy who who can though. He can uh you, you give a guy, you know, his position, you know, Stoney knows what to do with it. So yeah, that, like you said, he he took care of business pretty quick because I think he really understands what he's looking for, where some guys maybe quite aren't at that level yet from a, from a, just a top position standpoint. Um, you know, Tony, Tony teased this a little bit and it's a nice transition into, you know, what comes next after that kind of performance. And, uh, it turns out what comes next is our, our big 10 opening duel on, uh, Sunday as we host Rutgers for a 1 PM showing in uh, Holloway gymnasium, uh, should be a great duel, Tony. Yeah. Uh, good team. Uh, I don't know if you did. You mention what they're ranked there. I mean, they're what? 13, I did not. 14. They're 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 a highly ranked opponent. They have a, a nice squad up and down their lineup. You know what I mean from a, from a balance uh, standpoint. So we know, hey, um, we're going to have good competition in front of us. But but I think we have lots of opportunity too. I like I like how we we match up. And I think if if we uh, we perform at the level we're capable of, I think you have a great duel. Uh, that's going to be exciting for the fans. So again, a lot of opportunities uh, um, in that duel for us. It's on us to make sure we go out and perform like we're capable of. You just got to worry about us 
and, and go do again what we're capable of because I know they have a lot of good kids. You know, they're, they're probably like everybody, too. They've had some nice performances. They've, they've had some matches where maybe they weren't as consistent as they'd want to be. I mean, if you look at the duel, you know, uh, Dean Peterson, right, he's ranked as high as number two. Our guy's been ranked as high as number one, but the craziness at 125 continued, and he took mm-hmm. a loss to Ryder this week, so he's fallen in the – Nobody's but- safe. Nobody's safe at 125. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, right, you had a potential matchup going of number two and number three in the country going in, starting the duel off, right? So, again, that's, that's indicative of a lot of the matches in this duel. I mean, that, that's, those matches exist all the way up and down. But, you know, 25 is going to, you know, got two highly ranked kids. I mean, I think you got two – is it two ranked kids at 41 maybe? 41 uh, and 57. Well. You know, you look at our, our, our young guys, Grayson Clark and Joey Blaze, they're going to have yep. opportunities against some, some guys that are ranked that uh, should provide some really good – Really good matches in the duel. Yep. Rank matchup. Well, I mean, we're ranked at 65. I don't know if they're ranked here to tell you that. They have, but they have been. They have been they a lot have of been. Yeah. Two quality I think, kids. So I think Anthony yeah. White just fell out. Okay. And, and so I just think that again, that's indicative of the duel, you know, in general. I think there's a lot of good matchups uh in that duel. And man, whoever whoever brings the hammer. And imposes their will uh, on the other guy, executes their game plan, you know, cleaner and better. Then you know that's that's the team that's going to get it done. But again, I, I'm really excited where we're at. You know, as we stand today, right? I mean, everybody's healthy, everybody's ready to go, and, I, and we're just excited to to get them in our gym and and, and get this thing started. Um. In addition to Rutgers this weekend, we'll send a we'll send a few guys on the road over to. Alliance, Ohio, and Mountain Union for the Purple Raider Open. Um, another nice opportunity for some of these guys to to go compete um, instead of uh, instead of sitting around and watching. Yeah, it's that time of year, right? Like the opens are 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 going every weekend, and certainly we want to get a lot of our red shirts and other guys uh, matches, right? That's the great thing about wrestling is you you may not be wearing the purple or the purple the the, the Purdue singlet. Uh, necessarily for the, the the ten matches in that duel, but we'll 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 get you matches for all your hard work, and that's this weekend in Ohio for those guys. So excited to watch the continued development of a lot of those young guys we just talked about, and then the the, the backups as well. So yeah, it's 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 good to see them have opportunities because they're working hard like everybody else. So to have a, an opportunity to compete and push yourself, uh, you know, I really appreciate that for those guys. Um. You know, you just mentioned this briefly, Tony, but I think it's worth, I think it's worth emphasizing is the fact that you know uh, the roster is very healthy right now, and you know being at the yeah, knock on wood, it's all knock. I already did. I already did. I did it for us. Um, Thank you. You know, it's a, it's a rarity in this sport at this point in the season, and you look across the country at you know guys that may or may not be nicked up here and there. And uh, it's 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 a huge blessing to have, you know, as many guys as you can really healthy at this point in the season, really able to maximize on training opportunities, maximize on competition opportunities, and uh, and just have a chance to really dive into the Big Ten season. Yeah, no, touche. Agreed with everything you said right there. It, it's it's really important for development, right? Both in the room to have have guys have bodies that can push each other and create 
create situations, right? And that's a big part of what, as a coach, you try to do is create situations in your room, in that training environment to get people better. So they're pushed and you, you got to have those people. You got to have, you got to have bodies. And then, like I said, the other part that I really appreciate just, you know, how many sports you know, those kids work really hard. Maybe you don't get a lot of minutes or you don't get playing time and, and you know, those everybody's working as hard as everybody else. And so for me, you know, in this sport, those guys have a chance to compete and see the fruits of their labor. That's a big deal. You know, it keeps, it keeps your motivation up. It keeps guys engaged. It keeps them ready. So if somebody does go down, God forbid, you know, we're not healthy next week after our duels, th that other next guy is ready to go because he's been competing and he's engaged in that way. That's so a big deal. Like what you said. Um, Corey, we got anything else on the hook here? I thought we had one more thing. Uh, I thought we had one more thing too. Yeah, you had uh, you had some news for some some other signees. Oh yeah, yeah. we talked about Coach See? already and yeah, his performance coaches. at Midlands. Um, you know our two other signees for 2024 have uh, they've been putting in some work as well. Um, start off with Isaiah Quintero, uh, just coming off a huge win this last weekend. Yeah. Um... Isaiah or IQ, if you hear us from now on, you may hear a coach say something about IQ. I think he's with IZ, too. I think IZ is what he goes by, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. There you go. Man, I know, I know when I ask Nick, ask him how IQ is doing. Maybe I should start with IZ, you know, so we don't, we don't get too many nicknames out there. But as you alluded to, huge win, Doc Buchanan, uh, tournament out in California. I mean, it's – I mean, it's an invitational with kids from all over the United States. I mean, let's just face it. I mean, from many states, you had uh, St. Ed's out there from Ohio. You had many of the best California schools. I mean, you get Oregon, Utah. I mean, you name it. And it's 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 very tough brackets, very deep. Uh, Isaiah won the 120. Well, 123 is what they said, but it's the 120-pound weight class. He was also the uh, the most valuable wrestler for the lower weights, you know, for the lightweight. So big honor and respect for Isaiah. Um, uh, I think we looked at the bracket the other day and um, he beat guys uh, or placed ahead, either beat or uh, placed ahead of guys that were ranked like eight, 11 and 13 in the national like ranking. That. Right. You know, and he's ranked right. as well. So there's four kids alone, but he was ahead of number eight, number 11 and number 13 uh, in, in that bracket. So a well-deserved honor, you know, and, and looked good, uh, you know, I was texting with him the other day. He can score, and he scored early and often on guys. You know, we want to keep him scoring late because he can. He he knows he can score, and so to separate himself from competition, we you know want to see him scoring a little bit more late. But I love how he comes out and starts his starts his matches. He comes out, he's on his toes and he's aggressive and getting after people. And so I just want to see him keep building throughout his matches in terms of his scoring potential. But uh, but big wins out there at the Doc Buchanan for Isaiah. Corey, Corey, I I tell you, what, you, you said Go he ahead. looked good. Nothing looked better than that cowboy hat he won. Yeah, that's where I was yeah, going. Yeah. Maybe the belt buckle, but that what a what a great couple of trophies at, at the at the Buchanan. The cowboy hat is awesome, right? Like I agree, man. Like that's that's one of the best around that I've seen. So uh if you haven't seen it, you gotta get on Purdue Social and check out the picks from uh from that event. Everybody gets all the winners get a cowboy hat. So uh and it looks good on Isaiah too. He wore it well. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if it's as good as the uh, what, what are they? That what is that? The helmet that they do at Clary, and that was pretty cool too. Yeah, that's pretty cool too. No yeah. doubt. 
Props uh, to them. Isn't there a tournament that does a sword, or at least there used to be? There shouldn't be. Is that the Edinburgh tournament where you get the sword, the Scotsman? It might be. I mean, sh listen, Shop's got a big, a big old sword in his office. Yes, so he I does. That was an Edinburgh thing, maybe. That sounds right. So sounds dangerous. Uh, yes. <laughs> Wrestlers with swords? Why is that a problem, Corey? I yeah, I don't understand. Well, that's why they got to give out helmets at other tournaments, right? Right. You collect all the hardware. Just keep, yeah. the weapons, keep the weapons away from AJ Shop. <laughs> um, you know, our, our our third and final signing in that class, Wyatt Krasa, um, he has been on he he's been performing really well. Um, had a nice showing at Ironman early December, but then came back and won the uh won the Al Smith here uh in the last week with uh, bonus points all the way through the finals. What did I say? Three falls, a tech fall, and a major decision? Yep, I think that's what you had read back to me. So, yeah, very dominant in, in the Al Smith, one of the better um, in-season or you know tournaments here in the state of Indiana. A lot of schools, a lot of good kids, a lot of ranked matchups that you'll see at the state championships. So nice to see him not just winning, you know, kind of like I you know, was talking about Isaiah, not just winning, but, man, he was dominant. He was really aggressive throughout his matches and, and so yeah i like to see that you know and and i think if you look to uh, referencing wyatt and doc buchanan he had a win you said over bennett Is yeah who won yeah who he won beat, doc buchanan as well bennett at iron man yeah so a good nationally ranked win for, for wyatt there you know again those are the three uh signees that we have coming in next year obviously all three doing great things i mean you have Chris Coates, who's already wrestling in the opens and having some success, um, showing his capabilities. And then obviously we're very excited about Isaiah Quintero and Wyatt Krasia with with what they're going to bring, uh, both in terms of, you know, their 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 competitiveness, you know, how they compete, what people see, but just kind of who they are as people and what they'll add to our culture. Can't wait. Can't wait to see him uh, get here and, and start doing the old golden black. Um, yeah, that's the only negative. We got to wait till June yeah. when summer school gets going, and the and the, and they'll train with us all summer. Stinks. The waiting sucks. Tom Petty was right all these years ago. Tom Petty was right. It's the hardest part. <laughs> uh, one o'clock Sunday afternoon. You guys take on the Scarlet Knights from Rutgers. Um, if you can't make it out to Holloway Gym, you can catch it on Big Ten Plus. Uh, we'll have a we'll have a great broadcast. Uh, uh, bringing bringing that to living rooms around America. Um, but uh, get out to Holloway. If, if you're within shouting distance, should be a great one. Uh, yeah. No, I appreciate you bringing that up, Corey. Yeah, we need people in the stands, right? Um, it's time to make your Big Ten run. You know what I mean? There's eight duels left in the Big Ten, and then we're at the Big Ten championships. It's going to go fast. So, again, appreciate you encouraging everybody to come out, fill the stands, get loud. It's going to be a good duel with a lot of uh, tightly contested matches. I think they're going to wait. Purdue wrestling beanies to the first nice. couple hundred fans. That's right. Yeah. And just in time too, right? Because the weather's going to get cold. So hey, yeah, come on I got I got to cover this head with something. Yeah, you need it. Get a high shine on that sucker, <laughs> uh, Coach. One one last thing. I was thinking about this earlier. You mentioned that you know the team's health is where you want it to be right now, um, and there's only eight duels left. Uh, it, it, it the way the Big Ten Conference sort of stretched out the dual season this year uh is that do you think that will or should uh help teams stay healthier that you guys have one duel this week you've got you know yep. two next week but then five days off to your next one is, yep. is uh, you think this is the payoff 
I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful it is right. I mean, that's clearly uh, it's just not my concern, right? Like all of us Big Ten coaches, the goal is to get through um, a very tough dual season and still come out the side ready to do your best wrestling, right? And to do that, to be as healthy as you can be. So that's why you know it's one less duel. We talked about you know we went to divisions. We used to have nine duels, and now it's eight. I mean, that was something I think we all agreed was best as we prepared for the Big Ten Championships and the NCAAs, our biggest events. So, yeah, I'm hopeful um, that it's, you know, it's it's the right thing, and and, and I appreciate it. Now, obviously, you got to go out and wrestle really eight tough dual meets against great competition. So, you know, you're, you're going you're gonna to get beat up here and there, I mean, as far as physically, you know, how you're feeling. But that's not different than how you're going to feel on day two of, right. of Big Tens or uh, even NCAAs. So, um, it, it's great in its preparation at the same time, man, moderation, right? Like you don't want too many of those duels back to back to back where you, you're just, you come out like hamburger. And I think the schedule right now, the way it's set up, you know, allows for that pretty well. You know, I, I'm not, I'm not, you know, it used to be tougher in my opinion, in terms of how many of those stack duels would be, be you know, yeah. back to back to back. And boy, you could come out of that with, with guys who were really beat up. So this more time elongated with a compressed schedule I think works better than what we had before. Well, let's uh, let's get it started on the right foot Sunday against Rutgers, one o'clock in Holloway. Amen. We'll see you there, uh, boys. We'll catch you back here on the Always Aggressive Podcast next week. Boiler up.